comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No Google. No Amazon.com. No email. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Everybody, welcome to episode 27 of the Walking Dead TV podcast. Brains, everyone. Uh, I'm your uh, friendly non-zombie combatant, Jim, and I'm joined here tonight by Johnny M. and Jordan from Jersey. How you doing, dudes? Terrific. Doing pretty well. I missed the show. I'm I'm terrified. No, that's not the right word. I am. Uh, I feel terribly bad that I missed the commentary with Aaron. That he did a great job as always, and it sounded really good. So congratulations. Yeah, it was fun yeah. having him on. Yeah, I was sorry to miss that too. Uh, I, I'll, I'll uh, play the baby card. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well I'm I missing three episodes of LOD in a row right now, so it happens. I haven't been on a recording in like I don't know a month and a half or something. It's just the way things worked out. I I couldn't make it, and then I didn't get to see Green Lantern, so I couldn't be on that show, and it goes on and on. But who cares? But I cannot believe we are recording on the True Blood premiere date. <laughs> which does I, I actually i do love the show but i don't watch it in real time <laughs> but same here so it's, it's one of those guilty pleasure shows i know it's trash but i love it but we're not here to talk about true blood we're here to talk the walking dead and we've got a ton of news tonight we've got our sponsor we've got all kinds of fun stuff including some audio from the wizard world philly uh convention where they had a walking dead panel with some of the actors so we're going to play that at the end of the episode so there's a ton of good stuff why don't we get right into it fellas Let's do that. And first, we need to pay the bills. So, dcbservice.com, that's discountcomicbookservice.com. You can get all of your comic book needs and all of your action figures, trade paperbacks and statues and t-shirts and all your geek-related stuff at DCB Service for 40 50 sometimes even 75% off Um Currently, with Walking Dead-related stuff, we have some new T-shirts that look really cool. Um, we were trying to see exactly what is on the T-shirt, which we can't because the preview image is too small. But it looks like someone holding an axe in front of some zombies. That's really cool. And there's one called Zombies Cracked, which looks like it has, I don't know, three or four mutilated zombies from, I'm thinking, the television show. It could be comic book art. We're not really sure, but the exciting thing is that there's a bunch of new Walking Dead t-shirts that you can check out, Uh, and we're very happy to let everyone know that the compendium is back for a second printing. So right now at DCB Service, you can get the Walking Dead compendium, volume one, which includes the first 48 issues in a giant sort of phone book soft cover, $35.99 at DCBS. Add the WD8 code. If it's your first time ordering, you're going to get an extra 8% off that. And I mean, 35 bucks for 48 issues. It doesn't take much math to I really out. Gotta, I really have to shout out that compendium. That is how I uh, end up getting caught up on the Walking Dead story. And if uh, any of our listeners 
are, you know, would want to jump in, you know, both feed first and into the Walking Dead comic and really, you know, get caught up and get, you know, up to speed, I would definitely recommend that because, I mean, as you said, John, the price is outstanding and it's it's a lot of content all at once. It's 75 cents per issue before uh, the WD8 code. So you're going to get even less than 75 cents an issue. That's amazing. Yeah, for sure. It's the way to go. There's also solicitation for issue number 88. And uh, we're not going to spoil anything, but if you haven't been reading what's going on in these, uh, I don't know, when does the craziness start, Jordan? Like issue 83 or 84? I think 83 is the one with the big oh crap moment at the end. Uh, one of many, but certainly a very memorable one. Um, and then it just keeps going from there. Yeah. And then did you mention that volume 14 just came out? No, I did not. Volume 14 just came out. Kind of caught me by surprise um, because 13 just came out a few months ago. And they're really churning out the issues. But 14 is the one that covers those issue 83 and 84 and stuff. And Oh, man. I mean, this is certainly not the place to jump in. You want to start at volume one and read all the way to the beginning, or all the way to, to current. But this one stands out among a series of standout books. Yeah. And I mean, I, some people um, that we're talking about worrying about starting the reading were being spoiled and stuff like that. It's so if you're reading the current comic, it's not even anywhere near the show. I mean, it's totally deviated um, I guess you would be spoiled about who lives and who dies, but I don't even know that the show is going in that direction. But we've said that plenty of times. Um, As have the writers of the show. So Yes. <laughs> I, we're in good company. So DC is one of those rare comics, too, that like uh, reads very well in trade uh, because you can get a large chunk of the story, but also does very well, you know, single issue because of the way that, you know, things are, you know, storylines usually tapered off by the end of the issue leading into the next, so. The only other thing comic-related that I wanted to mention while we're on our DCBS sponsorship, uh, The Bionic Man number 1, written by Kevin Smith, is very interesting to me, uh, from Dynamite Comics. 75% off, so you can check it out for a buck. Yeah, they're doing the same thing they did with his Green Hornet uh, script from about a decade ago. They're taking an unused script that he wrote and turning it into a comic. It's the same team behind it, I believe. Art and writing, so it should be pretty fun. Yep, Phil Hester, John. It's like the uh, six million dollar man universe. Absolutely, they uh, dynamite bought the rights and uh, and they're running it. It's going to be ongoing. The first arc is going to be a Kevin Smith script, as Jordan said, and then it'll just go from there. But very interesting to me. Brings back a lot of good memories. Uh, it was a fantastically cheesy television show. No doubt. I mean, OSI versus Maskatron. You had Bigfoot and Wild Boy in there. Go SI. You had me at Bigfoot. (laughs) All right, so we have uh, some things to throw in between news items, but why don't we get the news rolling, Mr. from Jersey? All right, well, the first one is some season two talk, and this isn't spoiler, you don't have to worry, but Frank Darabont has said that they're really going to be focusing on the conflict between Shane and Rick next season, which we could have guessed, but that's a nice nice little indication there. And then uh, a little bit of news from him on the whole firing of the writers thing. Now, if you've been listening for the last few episodes, you know it's gone back and forth exactly what happened. Last we heard it was they weren't fired. Uh, the main guy decided to go onto the show Powers on FX, and some of the other writers went with him. I mean, keep in mind, there's only two staff writers that weren't Darabont or... Um, Robert Kirkman, who are still there. Well, now Frank Darabont says that, actually, no, I I fired him. He says he didn't think that the writing of those two episodes that they did were up to snuff. He had to write pretty much everything himself, and so 
a change was necessary. But this season, he's really excited about the writing team, which includes, uh, of course, himself and Robert Kirkman again, but also Evan Riley from Rescue Me, Scott Gimple, and Ang- Angela Kang. So he's really, really excited about the writing team, which has changed, of course, but it's still a little bit up in the air as to actually what happened uh, behind that change. And do we know the two episodes in question? Or is that secret information? No, no, I could I could double check and look it up. I know it wasn't one or four, but all the episodes still had him, still had Frank Darabont, Darabont doing the final pass of the writing anyway. With TV writing, it's all, often a collaborative uh, effort, regardless of whose name is actually on the final episode. And so he just obviously wasn't happy with the work they were putting in all season. Right. It's interesting that he's focusing the writing team. He's kind of trying to give it more of a singular vision, it, it seems, uh, you know, under, under his uh, watchful eyes. So I think this will only end up being, you know, good for the show. We can hope. Give us something else, Jordan, and then we'll announce our contest winner. Sure. Uh, some more stuff from a different interview with Darabont. He's talking about season three now a little bit and season two. Uh, we've talked about the character Michonne or Michonne. I've seen it pronounced different ways. Um in the past on the, on the episodes, we've even argued about the character and what she wore in her comic book or in, in her action figure pose. But he's pretty much confirmed Darabont has that she will not be showing up in season two. She will be showing up in season three. So we have something to look forward to there. In the same interview, he talked a little bit more about Stephen King and Joe Hill coming in to write an episode for season two. He thinks it's going to happen. He says it's still not for sure, but he's got his fingers crossed, and it looks like they're the ones who approached him about writing the episode. So that's awesome. Have they ever have uh, Stephen King and his son Joe Hill ever uh, collaborated on anything together? I mean, before that, you can. I, I want to say there was a short story they collaborated on, or one expanded on somebody else's on the other short story, but I don't know for sure. I don't think they've ever worked in TV though. It's really interesting because they're, they're like such. Uh, there's such different voices, you know, but I think it, it would work really well together on an episode of Walking Dead. I can't. I really hope it happens, you know. Yeah, he says pretty much the only thing standing in the right na- in the way right now is getting them both free at the same time to come in and write an episode. But we can certainly cross our fingers along with Mr. Darabont there, because I really want a Joe Hill written episode of The Walking Dead. I want a Joe Hill written episode of anything. I'll watch, you know, an episode of my uh, local news written by him. Yeah, especially with Lock and Key getting smashed and and Lock and Key is amazing. Yeah, unfortunately, it, the television version is not going to be happening anytime soon. Although, if you're going to San Diego Comic Con, you will be able to see the pilot screen there, so that's pretty awesome for anybody going. Let us know how it was. Anybody who went, please. Yeah. So that's it for that news item, John. Do you want to get to the contest there? Yes, we ran a little. Twitter contest, which is why you should follow our Twitter, because we throw a contest every once in a while. It is uh, WDTV Podcast. That is our Twitter name, at WDTV Podcast. So, we hit 700 followers. This was, uh, I guess, almost a month ago. We're almost at 800 right now, which is really cool. But when we hit 700, we said, all right, we're going to have a little contest. So, I said, anybody who left a voicemail or a or an iTunes review uh, will be entered to win a Walking Dead Season 1 DVD or Season 1 Blu-ray, whatever you like. Uh, the Blu-ray is, of course, worth more, but if you don't have a Blu-ray player, I could see you opting for the DVD. So we did that, and I do want to... We're not going to play all the voicemails. Some of them weren't like... Uh, some of them were just, hey, I want to win the contest, and then they hung up. 
So, so those aren't very interesting for uh, radio. But we did get an iTunes review as well, which I'm going to have Jim read, please. Well, the iTunes review is a five-star review from Mike876. Headline, every episode is superb, exclamation point. Uh, there's no such thing as a bad episode of this show. Funny and informative and cast interviews as well. There are many zombie-related podcasts to be had, but this is the only one you need. Fans of the comic, the TV show, or both will be thrilled with each and every new episode. Well, thank you so much, Mike. Kind words indeed. Yes, yeah, so clearly Mike is brilliant. And- or delusional. And clearly we are susceptible to... Uh, cross flattery yes so uh thanks mike mike was entered unfortunately mike did not win so i guess that was a bit of a tease uh we did get a bunch of voicemails as well and i am now going to play hopefully this goes well the winning voicemail hey guys this is Corey from georgia just want to give you a call and let you know you guys are doing a great job um i'm really going through some of my walking dead withdrawal uh, after I listened to your podcast, um, I bought the compendium, so um, I, I need to get some more money to buy the rest of the books. But I'm really looking forward to the series this year, and I uh, just want to say great job. Thanks. Bye. Awesome. Thank you, Corey from Georgia. So she was randomly chosen out of all of the voicemails and the iTunes review that we picked up in that period of time. I don't know if she even knew that there was a contest on when she called. It might have just been a an awesome coincidence, but good for Corey from Georgia. So if you're listening, Corey, send an email to comments at walkingdeadtv.com and give us your information. Let me know if you want the Blu-ray or the DVD version, and I will get that right out to you. So congratulations, and thanks again. Only four more months, and then we get some more Walking Dead episodes. So hang in there, Corey. Hang in there. And I hope you get some money to buy the rest of the books because they're really good. But at least you got the compendium, so that's a start. Yep, that'll keep you busy for a little while. Yes. More news, please. Sure. Well, we've got some season two casting, so this comes with a spoiler warning. Now, this is a very, very mild spoiler. If you're like me who doesn't like spoilers, you're still not going to be bothered by this. You'd have to be 100% spoiler advice to be bothered by this information. But we are going to say who's been cast and as what characters. First off, Pruitt Taylor Vince was cast as the character Otis. He's a farmhand. And also we had Scott Wilson cast as Herschel Green and Lauren Cohen cast as Maggie Green, his daughter. Uh, They're at a farm. That's all we're saying. They're at a farm and Otis is their farmhand. Uh, Those three actors will be portraying those characters in season two. Um, I didn't recognize any of these folks by name. However, I looked them up. Both Scott Wilson and Pruitt Taylor Vince were both in the movie Monster with Charlize Theron. Um, Pruitt Taylor Vince was also in Natural Born Killers, which of course I've seen, and uh, Constantine, the DC Comics movie. Uh, Lauren Cohen was in Van Wilder 2, Death Race 2, Casanova. She did a bunch of episodes of Chuck and the Vampire Diaries and Supernatural. And Scott Wilson was in Dead Man Walking, as I said before, Monster. He was in Pearl Harbor. So these are some uh, actors who've been around for a few years. In fact, even Lauren Cohen, I was saying to the guys before we started recording, I looked her up on IMDb. She grew up 25 minutes from where I was, from where I'm sitting now. So that's kind of fun. A little uh, shout-out about Scott Wilson. I recognize him from the movie Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, which, if you haven't seen it, is actually a pretty cool little movie. It's kind of a um, uh, a documentary about uh, your typical slasher uh, killer from, like, you know, slasher movie from the 80s or 90s. And uh, uh, Scott Wilson plays, like, the mentor serial killer to the young, aspiring 
uh, you know, Leslie Vernon, serial killer. He has like this real, you know, down home folksy uh, appeal, but he has like this whole undercurrent of pure evil in that performance, and it was very memorable. It's a good movie too. You might want to check that out if you haven't. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. And as we said, these characters, these people have been cast for season two, which means season two has begun filming. You can even go to amctv.com and watch a video from the first day on set. Um, it's kind of amusing. It's only two minutes long, but you can see things like the main actors hiding out under trucks and vans, lying on the ground to escape the heat because it's already over 90 degrees in Atlanta with their heat wave. Um, and Glenn being very awkward with a zombie. Now, do we have any uh, pictures of Shane's pants yet? How high are they I, I believe be we actually yeah, we do. do. Yes, we do. He's running with the shotgun and his pants Spoilers. did not lo- his pants did not look overly high, I'm going to be fair. So a zombie ate about 6 inches of his pants. <laughs> oh, thank God we have the spoiler warning there cuz that is crucial. <laughs> yeah, there's actually a lot of screenshots or not even screenshots, but behind the scene photos you can see from season two already floating around the net, including some official ones of zombies that look uh, pretty cool and kind of alien, too. They've got like big golden eyes. It's kind of weird to explain, but if you see it, it looks cool. Jim, you actually provided us with a bit of news about the video game, didn't you? Yeah, there was a lot of uh, uh, video game news coming out of E3 last week, and one of the the, uh, the press releases was from Telltale Games, who uh, are doing the Walking Dead uh, video game. It's going to be downloadable on Xbox and PS3, and it's going to be a P- also available on the PC. They said that uh, they that they saw uh, Kirkman's comic. Uh, as canon, pretty much, as far as their environments and what the world is going to look like and what it's going to be like. Um, they also said they're going to introduce new characters, uh, one of which is uh, Lee Everett, who's a prisoner who manages to escape during the chaos with the uh, during the undead outbreak, and they, uh, a young seven-year-old girl named Clementine. And basically, you're going to be you know taking these two characters through the environments that are directly drawn from the comic book. Uh, it's supposed to be very close. They're very close communication with Robert Kirkman in the studio, and they're working on these new storylines uh, to intertwine with the uh, the, the storyline of the, the TV show and the comic. So it'll be interesting. Uh, it's going to use a similar storytelling uh, style to the Jurassic Park game that they just released, with a lot of quick time action events and interactive camera use uh, to give the um, the game more of a cinematic uh, feel than some of their other games that are just more mainly uh, two dimensional. So uh, it's going to be interesting. There's a um, they they haven't come out with a release date, but the uh, the rumors are saying it's going to be right around the time the uh, the, the um, show premieres. So which the rumors are about between the 27th of October and the 31st is where the rumors right. are saying the TV show is right now. So and it would it would make perfect sense for them to release it then during the right. height of Walking Dead buzz. Absolutely, I have cautious optimism about the video game. I don't trust. Telltale does good work, so I think I think even cautious optimism might be a little much. But I think I think you're I think you're we should be fine. <laughs> I think. I think it's a it's a smart move for them, considering the kind of games they make or what have you, to uh, you know go with the, the downloadable um, model, uh, you know, for a smaller smaller games, smaller experience. But uh, I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun, and it'll probably be worth the you know, the five or ten bucks or whatever it is when it comes out. So they do have a good track record, as you say, Jordan. One thing I wanted to mention that um, is kind of news is Michael Rooker released a movie in Canada on June 10th called Cell 213. Um, I can't, I'm having a really hard time coming up with a description of the movie. 
Um, it got a 7.7 out of 10 so far on IMDb, so it's doing pretty well. The one line says, God and the devil battle for the soul of a cocky lawyer. So I'm thinking Michael Rooker doesn't play the cocky lawyer. <laughs> I'm thinking he probably plays somebody that kicks his ass. But uh, that's something to check out as well. I'm sure it'll be out you know, in uh, the States on DVD, but it was released theatrically in Canada. Hadn't heard anything else about it, though. You guys know anything about that one? No, I hadn't heard about it. No, but uh, IFC's been showing Henry a uh, portrait of a serial killer pretty often lately. So, uh, I mean, if you don't know Michael Rooker, if you only know Michael Rooker from The Walking Dead TV show, you should definitely watch that film because it is a very powerful portrayal. I probably should have asked the Dixons Vixens about this film before I spoke about it. And that is what we call a segue. Nice. Well, I've still got the action figure. Oh, stuff. I will segue later. That's well, what we call a teaser. So we've got one last piece of news, and that's on the action figures we've been talking about for a while now. Um, they have official release dates, which they've had for a while, but now we've got official pictures and everything. In fact, if you go to spawn.com slash toys and click on the links for there's Walking Dead comic series one and TV series one, you can see them for yourself. But we have character descriptions. We have lists of what they come with. So here we go. First off, for the comic series, you have Officer Rick Grimes, and he's straight off the cover of issue one of the book. He comes with a pistol, his police duffel bag with several removable shotguns, and he has 20 points of articulation, and he looks pretty cool. Then we've got the infamous Mashan figure who comes with a katana, and various, and this is the description, various implements of revenge, including a power drill, hammer, pliers, and a spoon, and she has 22 points of articulation. Not the spoon. <laughs> what would no, have been? No, really. <laughs> not the spoon. <laughs> the the spork would have been a more dangerous weapon, uh, I believe. I don't even want to think about it. Um, and then we have Zombie Lurker from the comic series one, and this one has a removable arm and a head that splits open at the jawline, exposing layers of decaying muscle bones and blood. This is an actual action figure, as quite a few from this line are. You can tell it's McFarlane. Yeah. You yeah, but away to see some new blood and decaying flesh. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think of McFarlane as doing action figures with action elements. I think of them doing more. It stands there, but this is kind of cool that they're adding in another element. Like, for instance, the zombie Romer, which also is from the comic series. He has a removable arm segment that exposes the jagged bones and torn muscle that lie beneath. But he also has this thing where you push a knife-shaped lever in his back down, and it will make his head explode out with the brain so it looks like he's been shot in the head <laughs> so that's pretty cool I, I think that's the one i saw uh there was a youtube video running yeah, a few months yeah, yeah. back where they had the prototype with the head exploding uh-huh that's yeah, exactly that, the one yeah that looked pretty cool and so those four all come out in September of this year, 2011. Then we have the Walking Dead TV series one, and that is coming out in November of this year, 2001 or 2011. We have Deputy Rick Grimes, who has his head was made from a 3D scan of Andrew Lincoln. And the figure comes with a revolver, shotgun, walkie-talkie, baseball bat, and a hand grenade, which we know always comes in handy. Then, of course, we have the Dixon's Vixen's favorite, Daryl Dixon. His face is also made from a 3D scan of Norman Reedus, um, and his figure comes with a crossbow, hunting knife, fire axe, pickaxe, and even a string of squirrels. That's a nice touch. <laughs> then we have Zombie Walker, who our listeners may know better as Buster, 
And Buster has a, he's listed as zombie walker, so he actually has a wind-up feature that makes him walk, kind of shuffle along, which is kind of cool. I found Mr. Giles on Facebook, and uh, I asked to friend him, (laughs) but he has not responded, so... We are well, working. I mean, he is a zombie. Yes, we are working on getting Buster to uh, come on the show, but he's disinterested at this time. But uh, I can't imagine he's got a ton of interview opportunities. <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully he comes around. He thinks, he thinks he's too good for us. And now the final figure from the TV series is Zombie Biter. And you actually saw the zombie this figure is based on last episode, which was. Um, Tell it to the frogs, the last one we did a commentary for. This is the one that was eating the deer. And this figure features all the attention to detail that McFarlane Toys is known for. Um, it even has a, a play action feature that lets its mouth move on a spring-loaded jaw. So when you push a button, its mouth moves just like a zombie would. So you can have him bite your characters if you so choose to. It should go nom, nom, nom. Um, <laughs> is that what's, the, what are, what's the size on these figures? What scale are they? They're six-inch. Six-inch oh, okay. figures. And they look really nice for six-inch figures. I would think they were more eight, just from the level of detail. But yeah, go to spawn.com slash toys listeners, and you can see a bunch of pictures of each figure, and they are very, very cool looking. So wait, the the biter, wasn't that Greg Nicotero? This is Greg Nicotero, yes. Okay. This is one of the two zombies he played. Um, the second one is the one who bit, bit Amy, spoilers, and this is the one that ate the deer and got his head chopped off. So okay. now it is time for John Segway. My original segue was I should have spoken to the Dixons Vixens about uh, information of the Cell 213 movie because they would certainly know because they are the coolest uh, Dixon fans in the world. They started a little, I guess you would, I guess we'll call it a group. I don't want to, club sounds wrong. It gives the wrong impression. Um, Cult? No, no, definitely not a cult. You're Jordan? Uh I mean They're, that in the best possible way, meaning they all dress snappy. <laughs> they are friends of ours, and uh, they were the ones responsible for getting us this audio from the Philly, uh, Wizard World Philly. That's the name of the thing, right? Uh, yeah, Wizard World Comic Con or Wizard World Philly. They, they go by many, many names. Yeah, they had one of their get-together events to go see uh, Norman Reedus was a guest, and, and they... Uh, they headed out to meet him as they do. They're really, I tell you, they, they have their stuff uh, together for a group. They have a lot of get-togethers. Um, I think some of them might be going to New York. They did Philly. They did the one in Florida previously, Spooky something. Um, there was like a horror show thing in Florida that uh, Norman was at, and they got together and, and, uh, and went there as well. They do a lot of charity work. They have charities running on their Facebook page, which is seriously cool. Um, and they're a nice group of people. They've made me kind of an honorary vixen, which makes me a mixin because I'm a male, uh, which is fun. And they laugh at my jokes and stuff, which is really nice. So I like hanging around with them. They're just um, humoring you. Yes, absolutely. So I want to especially thank, ready? Watch me forget somebody. No hate mail. Uh, Liz, Anna, Sarah, Leanne, Brooke, Mick, and Summer. They are kind of the leaders of the Vixens. Uh, Very cool people. They got us this audio, which we appreciate. And the panel includes the young actors of The Walking Dead. So you have Carl and the zombie girl who gets the bullet in the head in the beginning and Dwayne, Morgan's son. Uh, So it's an interesting little panel to hear the kind of young person's perspective of being on the show, which is... uh, 
certainly different coming from such young people. So that's really cool. So the audio is a little bit rough. It's in a convention hall uh, taken with a cell phone. Um, but hang in there. There's some interesting stuff in there. So here's the yeah. There, there's some fun stuff. There yeah. is a weird beep like every thirty seconds. I tried to edit out as many of them as I could, but it is a little strange. Just know it's not you going crazy. It actually exists in the audio. Yes, but definitely worth checking out. So here's the Wizard World Philly uh, Walking Dead panel. Comic books or zombie comic books. I think 
The Walking Dead comic book, if something could sketch you out really good, I think you all would do really wonderful watching the storyline in a comic book as well as on TV. I don't know if we're going to be like sketched into the comic book like at any time, but I did, I went to Comic Con once and one of the uh, artists for The Simpsons actually drew me as a zombie. It's always pretty cool. It was like when my eyes were falling out and like had some organs. is like, have you guys ever been like walking around on set and just like turn around a corner and someone in zombie makeup's just standing there and you're all sitting there just like, whoop! Like, does that ever like happen to you guys? Was when it was in a guts, 
Greg Nicotero, who's that zombie. Greg Nicotero is the guy who did, who does all the money. Hey guys, I got uh, two little questions, just zombie related questions. Question one. <laughs> Do you guys have any strategies for surviving a zombie apocalypse? Any zombie survival crew, that's what it's called. And the second question was for Chandler. Um, you know, you're going to be able to pick up a shoot nine in season two, get a little gunplay going on, because you know Carl wants, Carl says picking up that gun is an interesting thing, so I'm happy to hear Again, let's tell you again that all the that all the people how people I've met over the years before you are extremely wonderful professionals. Thank you. I must Thank tell you, so you again, don't don't stop being as wonderful as you are now. Thank you. And I just wanted to know, uh, I know this is a, I was wondering, is the zombies new to all of you or have you grown up with zombie movies and always wanted to be in a zombie movie? Because I know most people walk around and I would love to do that. You know, I was wondering if you grew up with any zombie movies or which one, a zombie movie at the top of your head, would happen to be your food? Well, um, I've been watching zombie movies since I was eight or nine. And um, uh, I, I really wanted to be in one when I saw it, which was really cool. And, um, Which one would you say is your favorite zombie movie of, uh, so far? I think the funniest will be Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I think my favorite might be Shaun of the Dead. In the beginning, I never really thought of I my main goal right now is to be in a zombie something. I, I just wanted to be in a comic book anything. So I originally when I found out those zombies, like I was like, hey, that'll be pretty cool, but then I left it. So I wasn't so much of a big zombie fan because you know what? I I'm such a scary cat. Like Coraline was the freakiest movie in the world. <laughs> I like cried after that. Movie. And that was like last year. Um, so 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 yeah. I mean, uh, my favorite zombie movie would probably have to be maybe like Zombieland was pretty cool or Shaun of the Dead because I just saw that. So, so yeah. And my dad is actually a buff. Oh, nice. Yeah, with the part when Bill Murray wakes up and it's about the best. Like, 
I do own some now, but I, I didn't own it before. Um, I think the only comic book I owned um, was one of the Flash comics. Go on. Well, I never read a comic book before The Walking Dead, but um, so I had no clue what it was. But once I heard I was in it, and we figured out it was a comic, so we kept reading and reading it, and we got hooked to it. So now we're trying to get volume 14. A <laughs> uh, quick question um, <clears throat> about uh, school and family time with Seth. You know, over the, over the ages, it's changed. How 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 has been your personal time with your family and in school and with the film as a show? Homeschooling. So uh, yeah, basically homeschooling. Uh, every time we work, we have to have a teacher on set, so the teacher basically helps with homeschooling, and um, you have to do three hours of schoolwork. Is that like just like three hours for every time you work? Yeah. You can only work. Um, you can only work a certain amount of time. You know, based on how like, your age. But family timing really it hasn't been affected by family timing. We can travel to our places so we can take our family with us for Comic-Con stuff. And my grandparents, they only can see it once a year, and they have to come to Philly to see the premiere, so I was pretty excited about that. Um, I didn't have need a teacher on set, but I'm glad for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, I'm already finished with school, so I don't have to worry about that. Lucky <laughs> duck. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big family person, you know. Uh, I live in a house full of people. You know, I'm a house full of people. I have my niece and all that. I'm a big family guy, but I do, I do train a lot. And uh, so every day I'm training. So I train and go home, hang out with my family, and go sleep. Wake up and train. Nice. What's up, guys? I have a question for you guys. But first, I wanted to say, now that Lost is over, I want to thank you for filling the void in my life. It's the best show on TV. That's my question for you guys. What's it feel like to be on a show that was so critically acclaimed right off the bat with only six episodes? Um, just, on how I start, well, I was just wondering if y'all happen to be around and, you know, 
walking around the set and all, did you <coughs> pick up like the shovel you hit the zombie with, the gun, maybe stole some of the makeup, or your fake dad's hat? Did you have any some merchandising? You know, it's like like you know props from the movies that you weren't supposed to get, but you got. It. Yeah, and if it's impossible, we really get my hands on that. <laughs> <laughs> the key is, is that those things are like all of All right, thanks again to Liz, who is the one that actually stood there with her phone to record that. And again, the rest of the Dixons Vixens, check them out, dixonsvixens.com. Again, you can, uh, you can join up and, or ask to be in the group, and uh, they do lots of charity work. They do lots of cool stuff. They have fun on Facebook. They started a forum as well, uh, which will probably be a lot of fun once the show gets started. So check that out. Are we good to go? Any final words on our uh, news show for June? Uh, just to say that our next episode will be the commentary for Vatos, I believe. Oh, very cool. That'll be fun. Yeah. We should, uh, we'll, maybe we'll get to talk to Anthony again before that or after that or, or during it even and, uh, and say hello again. Hopefully. And I believe he's actually on that convention footage or convention audio as well. It's a little hard to hear at times, but yeah. It's, uh, he talks about being beat up by the, <laughs> by the actors in the, in the show. On, on screen, of course, not, <laughs> not behind the scenes. That would be weird. Yeah, the Vatos are making their rounds uh, at all the conventions and stuff, which is, which is pretty cool. I, I hope they're returning. It's, it's funny that nobody can say anything. So yeah, even, yeah. You know, even Michael Rooker and, and uh, Norman Reedus and, and some of the bigger names haven't really been able to confirm that they're actually back. But, uh, so it'll be an interesting season for sure. All right, Jordan, then do your thing. Well, that's it for this episode. You can leave us a voicemail at 516-468-7912. You never know. You might even win something. Send us an email, comments at walkingdeadtv.com. Don't forget, check out Half Hour Wasted on Mondays. That's Brad's show. And The Legion of Dudes on Thursdays. That's my show, John's show, Jim's show, and Russ's show, both at hhwlod.com. You can join the Facebook groups for both Legion of Dudes, Half Hour Wasted, Walking Dead TV, and Media Minutes, and follow us on Twitter at WDTV Podcast and at HHWLOD underscore network. So until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, we are professional podcasters. Don't try this at home. You might hurt yourself. Have a good week. Take care. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
But we're not here to talk Walking Dead, or we are here to talk Walking Dead, rather, so let's get to that. we got tons of news. Tonight we've got our sponsor, we've got clips from Wizard World Philly uh, comic book convention, where we have some interviews with people from the Walking Dead. You there, Jordan? Dead or forget. I lost you there for a second, Jordan. I'm sorry. Let's record. Yeah, you kind of cut out for a (laughs) minute. Yeah, you cut out for a few seconds. So go, just start over with, uh, we're not here to talk about, and then... uh, Okay, good, because I wasn't making any sense anyway. Correct. I think we're getting a blooper reel out of this one. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Um, Also, the Walking Dead weekly pre-orders are up to number 31, 32, and 33. Oh, and 34. No, wait. Why does it keep going? 35, 36. (laughs) What are they actually up to? Scratch that. It's interesting to me that uh, considering it's a story that's um, basically already written. What is that? They need so, you know, Hold on so, one second. What do we got there? Those are some noises. Hello? Did you have a seizure, Jim? Is that better? Hold on. Is that okay? Yeah, you, it's great now. There was some noise coming in, and then you were like, stu- your audio it was like blah, 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 blah. It, yeah. it literally sounded like you were mocking us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mock me, damn it, Jim. Don't mock me. Ooh, Jim, Jim, Jimmy, Jim, 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 Jimmy, Jim, Jim, Jim. We're going to have like a half-hour blooper reel. <laughs> and some Skrillex. Send a blah. Boy, it seems like I have a lot of info about serial killer movies. Tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Did somebody get a text message? I heard a vibration. That was me. Sorry. I, I at least turned it to just vibrate this time so you wouldn't hear my guitar. I'm so listen. glad that that was your phone. Why? What did you think it was? Oh, I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to get personal. Da, 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 da. Hey. So on this panel, we had the youngsters of The Walking Dead. You had Carl, which is Jim. You know him. You spoke to him. Help me. Uh, Chandler Riggs. Chandler Riggs. Yeah. Got that correct. And we have the bicycle girl. Jordan, you're in charge of real names. So uh, her name is Abby something. Abby something, the bicycle Abby girl. Abby normal. <laughs> it's young. I'm sorry, I did a Mel Brooks print. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't even remember the real names of people I actually know. And we're terribly unprepared. And uh, Morgan's son, and his name on the show is Dwayne Johnson. The Rock. No, it's that's right. It's Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne, what's Morgan's last name? Dwayne Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he's named after the actor from Night of the Living Dead. It's Dwayne, Dwayne Jones. Jones. Yeah, Jones. That was close enough. I had some of the letters correct. All right, we're gonna do that all again, and we're gonna play this in the <laughs> bloopers. So the three, let's do the let's. I have to do that. That was terrible. Um, <laughs> Dwayne Jones. Dwayne Jones is the kid. Do we know who the, that actor is? Can we look that up? All right, I'll I'll fudge it. I'll <clears throat> make up names. Yes, you're a professional. You can do it. I am unbelievably uh, blah blah blah. Uh, being on <clears throat> what is it? A phenomena? Is that what it is? Uh, phenomena just means thing. The <clears throat> and you get their perspective of, of being on this uh, amazing hit. The amazing. Oh my god. <laughs> Because the perspective of what it's like to be a young person in such a big phenomenon like The Walking Dead, something that's incredibly popular and has, you know, it really had a lot of uh, fans and attention. 
That's great, Jim. But I said the first half, so you can't just jump in. I'm and sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. <laughs> <clears throat> and I'm just trying to think up a liner for the end of the show because I just remembered I had to do one. Has anybody said anything particularly funny this episode that would fit? <laughs> Not that's going to be allowed to be in the show. Um, blah, 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 blah. Remember, I hope that's your phone. <laughs> when, there's, when there's no room in hell and the dead are forced to walk the earth, there will be much more parking in the malls. <laughs>